0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Live Lucky Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, today's episode, we're actually going to do a follow-up in some ways to uh, the last episode, which was Being Your Comeback. Uh, that was kind of discussing how, you know, it only takes a moment to really decide, you know what, I'm going to try again. And and so in the last episode, I was trying to do that, giving you an, an excuse to try again in whatever way that looks in your life, Uh, whether it's relationships or, like I said on on the last episode, an addiction or just whatever it might be. So uh, this episode here, I thought it might be helpful to just kind of keep the momentum going, right? Because we talked about you committing to this seven-day new life journey. And so, When it comes to starting this whole thing out, you know, we talked about it takes a plan. And so today's today's episode is going to be all about productivity and just some different ideas, some things um, to think about. And of course, you know, a 15-minute podcast can't hit every area of motivation and productivity. But hopefully you can gain, even if it's just one thing, to take away today to help you on your seven-day challenge. I thought that would be worth it. So, um, so like we said, pro- productivity and, and your seven-day commitment to a new life starts with planning, you know. So set aside time each day or even week. Uh, this Setting time aside to plan is so crucial. Um, for example, you know, every single morning I kind of go through this. I have a, a routine in, in my morning, and uh, as part of that, I do sit down and just kind of map out okay, what is my plan for the day? What do I want to accomplish? You know, and what do I think is reasonable to accomplish? Sometimes I, I, I get a little lofty and think I can do more than I actually can, um, but I just kind of put it all down for me. I just write on a note card. And then I have it all in front of me. I, and and once it's written, the cool thing is for me, and I've talked to a lot of other people about this, they don't have to focus on it in their brain anymore. Sometimes we just get those thoughts just ruminating on them and over and over because we haven't written them down yet. Um, so when they're written down, obviously you're not going to forget them. They're right there in front of you. And so it helps us not only to not ruminate, um, and it frees up our brain then to focus on what's in front of us, but then we know exactly what is next on the list. Okay, so that can really help in a lot of ways. Now, if you want to put a week plan together, that's great too. You know, for me, when I do that, um, I find that that whole week then is a little bit more productive. Uh, in, in helping me step towards those goals that I'm trying to reach. But I also find that kind of going in every morning and tweaking it just a little bit helps me then to really fine-tune it for that particular day because it's like, oh, I didn't actually finish what I wanted to yesterday. Let me finish that up, and then I'll start today's stuff. Um, or, you know, maybe I already finished something that was on for today, yesterday, or whatever, whatever it might be. But having a plan is so important to producti- productivity. Um, the next thing that I found really helpful is taking bite-sized pieces. Right? I mean, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but you know, it can be get easy to get overwhelmed when you've got this giant to-do list. I mean, there's always something different. And I don't know if anybody's like me, but I'm constantly learning and, and I have all these different interests. And so it's like, okay, I'll order a book on Amazon. And then a week later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. I'm going to order this book on Amazon. And so I've got like, Uh, admittedly, I'm in the middle of three different books right now, just because it's like, I don't know, there's just so much out there that I want to learn and understand and about life and about me and about everything. And so um, but when it comes to this overwhelming pile of books, or, you know, this overwhelming giant to do list, you know, it, it makes it even harder to focus even on the beginning or the top of the list. So that's why you might even have like a master list of all the things you don't want to forget about, you know, the overall month or just life in general. But have a daily bite-sized version of that. Sometimes we'll think, okay, I'm just going to put all on one sheet. And then the sheet never actually gets completed because you're constantly adding things to the bottom of the list. and then. So anyway, from a psychological standpoint, you never feel like you accomplish anything because the to-do to do list never ends. So have your giant master list, but then create a daily bite-sized list that seems manageable, reasonable, um, you know, to some extent, even if it's like, okay, I've got three things I've got to do today that I really want to focus on, and you put on five just so it's like, okay, if I somehow get these other things done, I know exactly what's what else is to come. Okay, Um, and of course, as part of this, the next thing here is one thing at a time. Multitasking doesn't work, and I don't care how good you think you are at it, your brain can only focus on one thing at a time. Okay, you might be trying to do three things at a time. And now I'm not talking about, okay, I'm going to put a load of laundry in and then I'm going to wash dishes while I'm kind of thinking through things. Like, to me, that's different than I am focused on a project in front of me or I'm focused on, you know, reading this particular article so I can get something away from it for my podcast or whatever it might be, right? Our brain can truly only focus on one thing at a time. And so, recognizing even with your bite-sized to-do list, um, that that's that's true. You you can't honestly multitask, and when you do that, we tend to the quality tends to decrease. The more things that we're trying to focus on, because we can't. Okay. Um, the next thing here in trying to increase that productivity is identifying your barriers. To productivity, you know. Often we only focus on what we will do versus what we need to do. You know, kind of uh, using the emotions to guide us, um, and not to say. Th- and and I want to make sure that I'm I'm endorsing listening to your body. Okay, to me that's very different than being driven by the emotional brain. Okay. The overall body will tell you like energy level, like you know what? I need a rest day today because if I don't, I'm burning it too hard, and i'm I'm gonna end up sick, okay, listen to your body that day, of course, please take that nap that you need to take. your body will tell you exactly what it needs, um, and so listen to your body now, to me, that's different than listening to that emotional brain that is very fear driven it's it's all driven by survival okay oftentimes if we're listening to the emotional brain we're going to make a to-do list that might look slightly different than if we are calmer listening to our thinking brain and our body and we create the list that we need to do versus just what we feel like doing or want to do um so I uh, hopefully that uh, that came across clearly versus, uh, you know, listening to the body versus just being driven by the emotional brain, hopefully. <laughs> so the next thing, uh, and, and this can, you know, when we are, actually, I'm going to come back, identifying barriers. If there is anything that is holding you back from being productive, you know, it's really helpful to identify those barriers, you know, emotional reasoning, which is listening to the emotional brain. That is just one example, okay? Uh, maybe there's other barriers where it's like, you know what, um, I don't know, this is just something that's c- coming to me right now, but, you know, your neighbor is asking you to do something for you when actually, you know, you have things that you needed to focus on and get done for you. Um, I don't know if that's a great example, but the idea is, you know, you're identifying the barriers that are holding you back, and then you learn to how to say no, set boundaries, whatever it is that you need to do to make sure you're moving into that productivity in a, in a healthy way. I, I, I guess I feel like I need to say, you know, productivity is not everything, okay? Um, but if this is something that you're trying to jumpstart a, a brand new commitment to life, this is going to be helpful, Okay. Um, we also need to focus on living life and connecting with individuals. I mean, those are all very, very important things. And so, again, I don't want to come across as saying that life is all about productivity either, okay? But when you're trying to be productive and, and recognizing you're struggling with that, that's where this episode comes in. Um, so the next thing here is recognizing that maintenance is so much easier than dealing with the pile that builds up over time. Okay? So, sometimes we end up just focusing on all the fires we gotta put out and we never actually get to that maintenance. Okay, this is something that is not gonna be helpful. We have got to get a routine together to where um, you, there's a maintenance plan. That you can get to, and if it's you're just constantly dealing with fires, this is going to be the best time to start inviting somebody to help you. Okay, find a guide to help you through those things. Get the fires put out so you can create the maintenance plan. You know, just as an example, you know, um, you know, creating a system that helps you, and and I'm saying it that way that helps you. It that might be a different system than everybody else. You know, just as one example, you know, my wife, brilliant, she put together this grocery list. I know it seems so simple, but I'll tell you what, we it's a, just an Excel spreadsheet. She puts all the foods on there that we normally consume. And, of course, there's extra things on, extra spaces where it's like, hey, I need this. This is not something we normally purchase, but it's so easy because when I run out of something, I just say, hey, this is how many of this I need. And so when we're ready to go grocery shopping, literally, it's basically already ready to go. Um, you know, as soon as I run out of something, I put it on the list. Same with our kids. They've, we've kind of got in this system where grocery shopping is so much easier Because all we've got to do is go to this Excel spreadsheet uh, that she prints out, puts on the fridge, and then we just add to it. And so then it's like, hey, it's uh, whatever night. we got to go grocery shopping. We grab the list and we go. It's not a big big hassle. And we're not buying a bunch of stuff that maybe it's like um, the impulse buys. You know, so that helpful with the budget, too, and also with our own health (laughs) choices and food choices. So for us, that really helps us. Now, that might not be your style, and that's okay. The point is creating a system that helps you. And I'll say the maintenance system is really helpful because when the pile builds up, everything, the emotional brain takes over. So in so to kind of bit piggyback on this, and I kind of already mentioned this, the next thing is create the routine. Now, if you don't like routine, reflect on what is really driving that disdain for having a routine. You know, from my experience, and again, this is not for everybody, but it's usually a fear of some kind, you know? Uh, A fear of failure is often one of the biggest things that I come up against. You know, someone who doesn't want to do a routine because they feel like if I don't do it perfectly, then I'm a failure. So it's really even not about the fear of failure. It's about that perfectionistic mentality that is probably pretty deep. So if that's you, just something to consider, something to ponder. Um sometimes it's a fear of being like somebody or fear oh, I don't want to be like my mom or my dad so I'm not going to do that that routine or whatever it might be. You know, we've got to learn from the people that uh things are working for. You know, if we're trying to pave our own way, I'm all about having autonomy. But I'm also all about learn what works, you know? I'm not going to put my autonomy above what works i'm not going to keep doing what isn't working just so i can be my own individual person okay that's just me your thoughts on that uh of course you're welcome to have your own on that but i will say routine is a really helpful thing i mean i i kind of use a routine in i don't know maybe more ways than some people like for me uh i literally eat the same lunch every single day you know, I often wear the same clothes every week I or, you know, I basically just have these same shirts that I wash and same shorts that I wash and like I just rotate through those and then I start all over again. You know, I know S- Steve Jobs was very similar. It's like I got this color dress shirt and I've got these color pants and I just wear the same thing basically every day. So that's one decision I don't have to make. So for me, the routine takes the decision-making process out, and then my mind is free to create other things and focus on other things where I don't have to make those day-to-day decisions. they're already made for me, and then I can, I can just get, go through those, get them done, and then I can use the creative uh, use my brain for other things that, and, and creative processes. So take that however you will. Um, and then I would also say in addition there, you know, we don't often need as much motivation if there's a routine. Truth is, I go for a walk every morning. I don't even think about it. I get up and I put my shoes on and I go. Like, it's just part of the routine. I don't even think about, why do I feel like doing this today, right? Like, that's, and again, it's different if my body is like, you know, you're sick. I'm going to stay in bed or I'm I'm going to take it easy. But on the rest of the days where my body is not on the verge of being sick or anything like that, I'm just, I already know that's part of the routine. So anyway, I know I've hit on this enough. Uh, The next thing is consumption. And this is kind of asking your question, the question to yourself, how are you feeding your mind, your body, your spirit, your relationships, you know, Energy is created from those different areas, you know, and I'm actually going to we're going to talk a little bit more about this, I think, in the next episode. So tune in if this is something that you're interested in next time. But uh, just think about that. What am I consuming? Because this does create the energy that you kind of digest and and use that to drive you during the day. Um, And then the next thing here. And the last thing, and I think that you would be surprised if I didn't say this, let your identity guide you in this, right? This is way more about the process than it is the product, okay? It's not about whether you complete something or how perfect you complete it, okay? It's about creating the person you want to be, okay? Yes, we do want to have things completed. Yes, we do want to do good jobs on those. But that does not define who you are. Who you are expresses yourself in those things. So keep that in mind when we're being productive. Productivity is not where your value comes from. Okay, hold on to that. So how do these tips help you to lead lucky? And I would say being a leader, you know, uh, of different teams and businesses and things like that, you know, it can be overwhelming to be the leader sometimes. And so I know for myself, as I've incorporated these things into my own life as the leader, you know, that is something that allows me to lead even better. When my emotional brain is calm and I can lead with my thinking brain, I'm going to be so much more effective as a leader and not only that you can even invite your team into these different ideas or what works for you or create a discussion in your team about it so that is my episode on productivity guys so what is one thing you're going to take away from this episode was there anything in here that even if it just kind of allowed you to think about something else that i didn't even say allow yourself to give that thought some time too. Reflect on that. What was your body? What was your brain telling you? Not the emotional brain that's driven by fear. And so if those kind of things came up, we can push that aside. But if your thinking brain, if your body was saying something to you, listen to that, okay? And then what are you going to do? How are you going to use this momentum, use these ideas to continue that momentum of your seven-day commitment to a new life? And remember, guys, living lucky is not living alone. Please create a group around this. You know, you want to be connected to other people. It cr- it just creates more energy and momentum towards whatever you're trying to work on. Um, and, of course, if you want to be part of the Live Lucky group, you know, connect with us on the social media uh, platforms or, you know, even join Live Lucky Therapy if that's something that you feel would be a really good fit for you. Um... And uh, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and call it a day, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. And we'll just look forward to continuing this momentum next time and helping you and me and everybody around us to live lucky. And we'll talk about more next time. All right. Have a great day, guys.